Welcome to Mission Connect, a podcast brought to you by Passion to Reach Ministries, designed to equip you to connect with God's mission for your life. I'm Emily James, your host, and here with co-host, Passion to Reach's founder and director, Fanu Ipe. How are you, Pastor Fanu? I'm doing great, and I'm excited about another Mission Connect podcast. And this is one of the shows where we have a guest on board. I'm really excited about our guest today. Yes, we are going to introduce him shortly, but this is a reminder to all our listeners that the purpose of this podcast is to connect them with the mission of God for their life and help them to connect others to their mission. So on today's uh, podcast, we have a business owner, someone who is a marketplace minister. So he's going to be talking a lot about from that perspective, but he's also got a powerful testimony on how he connected to God's mission for his life. So his name is Sean James. He is the business owner of uh, Sean James Consulting. So welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you, Emily. It's a pleasure to be here. Sean, it is great to have you on the program. And you know what? Listen, I mean, Sean is all those things, but he's also a friend and he's actually also um, really a part of Passion to Reach Ministries and a director uh, on our board as well. So we're really excited to have you today. Awesome. I'm glad, glad to be here with you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Give us a bit of background about who you are. Well, that could take some time, so I'll condense it in Cole's Notes version, I suppose. <laughs> um, well, you know, I always knew that God had a call in my life, uh, so I'll start with that. Um, but professionally, you know, I've, uh, I've been blessed to be in the automotive industry for over 20 years and uh, had an opportunity to start my own consultancy to provide management training, process improvements and such to, to the automotive industry so that uh, I could you know, put my expertise into the retail sector so that they could see the results of profitability and, uh, and success. Um, that being said, and that's my professional life, but of course, you know, we all know that God has a, has a greater plan for us. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to use what I believe is, is God's call in my life to, to bless others uh, in knowing Him and, and, and having His power through me be transferred to, to many people. Um, I was saved uh, about 11 years ago, a very short time ago. And uh, it was an interesting time for me from <clears throat> in my life because I always knew that God had a call in my life. Um, I grew up in, in Southern Africa in a small country called Zimbabwe. And um, I went to a Jesuit boys Catholic boarding school. Wow. Mm. Wow. And, and so I always knew that there was a, um, I always knew there was a, a call of God as to say, I didn't really know the God that I know now then because uh, as you know, we know that God is a relational God as opposed to, you know, some of the mainstream uh, faiths out there that almost become a, a works development side of it. And so, um, I always knew that it was, and, and serving in, in, in as, a, as a young boy, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old in leper camps and, and, and delivering food to people in, in, in areas that are poverty-stricken in Southern Africa mm. gave me a heart to serve. Mm. Mm. However, I really didn't know how to do this. Uh, my first encounter with the Holy Spirit was at the age of 13. I had a, uh, had a, my mom and dad sent me on a camp um, during school holidays. Lo and behold, I didn't realize it was a Christian camp. And we had a time of prayer and, and Bible reading. And um, I can say this now because I knew what it is. I know what it is. Um, but the Holy Spirit just got a hold of me. And um, it was it just was a powerful moment. And I remember as a young boy asking for questions of what had happened. Because, you know, when you touch by the Holy Spirit, there's a tangible essence that's left inside you. 
And of course, now, you know, I'd go to the priests of the school and I'd ask questions. And of course, the doctrines don't match up. And I felt very frustrated. Mm. So, you know, I, we moved on with life. And then at the age 16, we ended up moving to Canada. And by that time, my adolescent years, you know, you're really not thinking about God at that time, as, as, as most teenagers, unfortunately, today uh, are facing. And <clears throat> got on with my way and all the rest of it. And, then, and, and again, something really profound happened at the age of 23, 10 years after the fact, that um, I had another encounter with the Holy Spirit. A, a fellow I was working with at a car dealership was Christian. And, um, you know, you just, you, you, you remember these things and you just see God's hand working in your life consistently. Mm-hmm. And I'd asked this fellow to borrow his car to go buy lunch one day. Not like my car was you know, incapacitated by any means, but just so his car was closer, I wanted his car. So I jumped in his car and a certain radio station was playing in that car. Um, It was a Christian radio station. And um, a a very well-known evangelist, uh, you know, uh, was speaking on there. And you're just speaking about, you know, the basics of Christianity. And this thing gripped me um, in this car I'm driving. and, And all of a sudden I had this, overwhelming encounter again and i and I, I, rec- I recognized it i said this i know this i know this thing and so i you know i, I got back and I, I said to this fellow because i mean what do i know about how to speak at this time i said are, are you a religious fellow and he says no 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 i just i believe in jesus christ and he invited me to his church and so i ended up going to a church uh, i know it's no longer in operation today but i, I know it's uh, his pastor is still very much involved in ministry today and it was right here in mississauga and i started going to that church for about a year and you know just again i started asking a lot of questions but it was a very small church and you know it 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 was made up of, of different families and so i really didn't have an opportunity to connect well as you would know it time would go on i'd drift away from that experience and and then, you know, God, again, God working in so many different ways. I had, I had an encounter. My wife um, is Christian. She's a believer. She always has been. She grew up in a church in, in El Salvador. Her dad was a pastor there. And, and so when, I, we, when we married, it, it was a little bit of an awkward situation because she was Christian and I really wasn't. But I never, ever stopped her hmm. from, hmm. you know, f- fellowshipping and, and going to church, you know, in a Spanish congregation. Uh, so I'll fast forward uh, to a little bit. And um, at the time, my son was, uh, I believe my son was 10 years old. And um, she was just getting ready to go to church. It was, it was a Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. And my son would go with her. And you'd always ask me, Daddy, why don't you come with us? And I was like, nah, I don't want to go to church. And um, she was, uh, she'd listen to Spanish worship. And... Um, you know, if, if Marcus Witt is listening to this podcast one day, you'd he, he, te- thank the Lord because, you know, one soul was saved at least with one of his songs. I'm sure many have. But my wife was listening to a video by Marcus Witt. A song was called uh, Tu Eres Fiel. What, what and, does that mean? Uh, you're faithful, right? Oh, you're faithful. And um, so the, the song started playing. Now, my Spanish is, is probably is, is better than Mongo- my Mongolian, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I, I can converse and, and understand it, but at the time, I really, I didn't. Right. I was sitting in our, in our bedroom. My wife was getting ready in the bathroom. And all of a sudden, this, this overwhelming, like a big blanket just kind of wrapped around me. And there was this mm. heavy warmth. And I started to sing this song fluently, like absolutely. Absolutely, wow. fluently. Wow. 
I don't speak Spanish. And I, I recognized that sense again. And I just got so filled with emotion and, and, and like this, this was this over, it's, you know, like a, like your dad was hugging you after you had a, a really bad time or something, you know? And mm. I, I got up off there cause I couldn't understand what was happening to me. And I said, you know, I, I really need, I, I need to just, I need to move myself away from, first of all, I'm singing. My wife's in the bathroom. She thinks I'm a nut. I'm going to leave. I'm going to walk away from this. So I went you know, down the hallway and I walked into another bathroom and I closed the door and I couldn't stand. It was like the presence. Wow. I just, wow. I can say this now. I know it was the presence of God was so overwhelming that I dropped to my knees. I lay on the floor and I just wept. And I kept asking the question, what, what do you want with me? What do you want with me? Hmm. And an audible voice I, I, I hear this voice now because I know who it is, said to me, you have run away for 20 years. I am knocking, I am calling because you are mine. Wow. And that was the day I realized wow. that God wanted me as part of his mission, part of his purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I didn't tell my wife um, for about a month. I, 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 didn't, I didn't speak a word of it. But I had this overwhelming desire to read scripture and, and, and learn. Now, that little Bible I received when I was 13 years old, I still have today. That was given to me by mm. the, the missionaries that ran this camp. I still have that little Bible today. And I had no other Bible in the house. And there were Spanish Bibles. And I'm not about to read that. So I started taking this. And my wife noticed that I was reading scripture. She said, why are you reading the Bible all of a sudden? I said, I just don't know. I just feel I need to do this. Well, I resisted the call again. And about a month later, it was, uh, I believe it was September 21st, I was driving on the 407 and um, there was a lady I'd worked with who was also a Christian and she was speaking to me and I shared some of my experience with her and she says, you know, God just wants you to, to, to surrender to him. He just needs you to give your heart to him. And she explained to me the whole, you know, being born again and giving your heart to Christ and all the rest of it. And so I was driving home from work, it was eight o'clock at night on the 407 and I just got to the bridge at Keel Street, and um, again, this presence just hit me, and I, I couldn't drive. I pulled over to the side of the road. I got down on my hands and knees on the bridge at Keel Street on the 407. I said, Lord, I surrender. I, I'm not running away anymore. Um, and so that was the day that I truly believed that I said, okay, Lord, you know, your will be done through me. And, um, and then, you know, I, I, I went home, I told my wife what happened. I told her, you know, you just got to butt out of this, leave me alone. <laughs> I need to figure this thing out, you know, because uh, it was really new to me. And I understand that she was a Christian and I didn't do it uh, to ice, to, to alienate her from what is happening in my life, but I just needed to have an understanding of this because of my previous experience. And so I was looking for a church. I remember going to churches, sitting in parking lots and speaking to the Lord and say, is this where you want me to be? Is this where you want me to be? And I never really got a confirmation until one day I picked up the, the local newspaper and it, it was raining. I remember I pulled it out of the wet sleeve and it fell apart and it landed open on the worship directory page. Wow. And I remember seeing this and this is how I knew kind of which churches to, to go look at, you know, be the evangelical churches in the city. And there was not a single ad on that page except one little, I couldn't, I, I can still remember not seeing a single ad on that page, but there's one small little ad in the bottom left-hand corner and it said All People's Church. And uh, that day, it was a Sunday morning, I got up, I got dressed and I went to, and I went to church and, and that was the, uh, that was the start. 
That's incredible. incredible what a, what a story. I mean, you know, Emily, we talk about the mission of God mm-hmm. um, and people discovering God's mission. And sometimes I guess it could come across uh, as though people are, you know, on in pursuit of mm-hmm. God and his mission for their life. And there are times when people are. But in Sean's case, it sounds to me like it was the other way around. It yeah. sounds like God was in pursuit of him, and I don't really know if we've really talked about that. But what, what do you feel about that? What do you? Yeah, you know, I we haven't specifically talked about this, but we've talked in talking with other people. You know, we're talking also about connecting to God's mission, helping people connect to theirs. And you know, there was specific people, his wife, and and the people, the missionary team, uh, the person at his work. We had a few weeks back. We had another guest who talked about someone in their workplace. And it's you know, sometimes we don't realize as we're connecting to the mission of God in our lives, God is putting people in our path that if we miss chances or opportunities, we can miss connecting them to God's mission. And, and you know, how it, as we're going about it, we're helping people connect to God's mission for their life. And, you know, I think that was a powerful thing, too, of going. And sometimes you don't always see the fruit right away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these are opportunities where God's placing people um in certain times and certain places because he is in pursuit of people. He is in pursuit of seeing their fullness and their purpose drawn out. So I think there's two parts to this. Part one is the fact that God is in pursuit. And that was very evident, Sean, from your yeah. story. And what, you know, from the age of 13, how God's just been, you know, intervening in different situations of your life. And I think that's powerful because I think that gives hope to people that are praying for those who are who in their life that, that have not come to faith in Christ. You know, mm-hmm. that God is ultimately the one who pursues. God is mm-hmm. ultimately the, the master you know, missionary, if you will, that's Absolutely. wanting to reach out to people. But then obviously the second part is that God uses people to, uh, you know, speak to our lives and our hearts. So I, I know your wife, being a Christian, probably pay, played a big role. And you're, you're talking about a couple of other people. But do you want to highlight maybe certain circumstances? And I, you know, I mean, I know this is a few years ago, but was there anything that happened, any moments? Uh, for instance, uh, you talked about your co-worker at work and you know how she spoke to you. I don't know exactly what she'd said or how that interaction went. But could you just help our listeners with maybe one instance from, uh, you know, your marriage, like with, you know, in your relationship with your wife, how she helped intervene or said something, or maybe not even on purpose per se, you know what I'm saying, but just in passing, said something that really impacted you. And one instance outside of, you know, your family that someone spoke and it really made a difference. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, uh, my wife has always been a, a great supporter of everything I've done, everything I've ever put my hand to. And, I, you know, now that you understand the scriptures and you know what the, God, what the Lord says in the scriptures, I, we're truly blessed as a 1 Corinthians seven fourteen marriage, you know, where it says, and if a woman has a husband who's not a believer and he's willing to live with her, then you must not divorce him. Mm. And, and my wife truly did that. I wasn't a believer. And she didn't look at that as a hindrance to her. Mm. You know, she, she stuck by me. She, she believed in me. She, you know, anything I tried to do, she was a supportive wife. Um, and then it says for the unbelieving, you know, husband uh, that has been sanctified through his wife, you know. Right. So, 
my wife really demonstrated the 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 I guess you call it the agape love of Christ mm. in not shunning who I was and accepting yeah. uh, you know right. accepting each other for who we are individually, mm-hmm. but just letting who she is and let Christ come through her to touch my heart mm-hmm. you know her, her, her fervency in, in worshiping and you know she sang on the worship team and she'd sing worship songs a lot in that itself I think uh, was it was seeds being sown for salvation mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. you know so really that I got to look at as saying inevitably that really was what was being cultivated in my life when I did meet my wife you know and so and and for, for externally you know at work you know when I explained when I shared with what was happening with me personally with these experiences that I was having uh, with this lady at work she said to me you know I'm a new Christian I just know that that's God's pursuit of your life and you need to surrender I mean that's all she really said and um, I said, okay, fair enough. Uh, and then uh, for a pretty close friend of mine, he's become a very, very close friend of mine. He's a believer. Um, and, and he explained to me, and going to this church and listening to what who God is and the love that he has for us and the unconditional uh, pursuit of our lives for the mission that he has for our lives really kind of sort of solidified what that whole surrender meant. Mm-hmm. inevitably right. you know at that time so um you know for the people that are out there that are listening to this podcast if if you've had a tugging on in your heart by the holy spirit mm-hmm. if you've had a an encounter uh, of uh, unexplained unexplained proportions mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. where you have an overwhelming sense of warmth and and mercy and and peace about you um all i can say to you is is listen mm-hmm. have an ear to hear as a, as the word of god would say mm-hmm. because that's god trying to speak to you Mm-hmm. And 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 find somebody who you know or you and you have an understanding of of what the Holy Spirit is and get with them you know get them to pray for you get them to unleash that mystery of what the Holy Spirit's trying to do in your life don't fight it mm-hmm. embrace it because God has an ever you know an overwhelming love for you and has a plan a mission to put you on a on a, on a path mm-hmm. that can only be rewarding in the end right that's incredible and I think that sort of takes us to the next part of our podcast where you know we don't just talk about connecting with God's mission for your life but we also talk about helping others connect with God's mission for their life and you know you were just talking right now Sean about you know two people that haven't probably connected to God's mission and you're really encouraging them and I think that's part of what really happens naturally I think every Mm. person that I see in the New Testament that was impacted by Jesus naturally began organically began to impact others for Christ you know I'm thinking of the man uh, the Bible calls a demoniac the one who had the legion of demons Demons in him the Bible says you know he wanted to follow Jesus and Jesus said listen I want you to go and tell people what I've done for you you know mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. of the blind man in John chapter 9 who was blind from birth and the Bible says he got healed and they asked him well who did this and then he says this man named Jesus, Jesus and you know, yes. he just keeps proclaiming and so I think people who have an encounter with God just organically naturally not by force or pressure have a desire that yeah. others would come into that understanding of God's purpose and plan for their life mm-hmm. and so I know you've had a couple of different journeys uh, since you made your commitment to Christ and started really following and, and surrendering. Yeah. Uh, one was in the area of youth ministry and, mm. and helping in that area and then obviously in business and in yes. the corporate side of things. So give us a little context, maybe explain a little bit on how God used you mm. uh, to connect young people to their mission for God, yeah. God's mission for their life. Well, you know, I've uh, being in the corporate world and and, and uh, working. I've always had a heart for seeing people succeed, especially mm-hmm. young people, because mm-hmm. uh, I believe in today's world there's not enough. You know, 
Paul spoke of Timothy. He said, "Do not them let do not be let people be despise you because of your youth." Mm-hmm. And a lot of young people need that chance, that first break. And yeah. so I took it upon myself once I, I became in, uh, a manager in the corporate world to start employing or helping young people through co-op programs mm-hmm. you know in, in in what I did and, and giving them an opportunity to gain a trade or find a, a purpose in their life because they you know they just either watching video games or going about doing nonsense half the time so I, I wanted to give them an opportunity to to find a purpose and so I did right. this with the obviously having the ability to to take them on train them teach them mentor them and so that kind of worked in a little bit of what was happening in me personally uh, with what God was trying to do uh, in the local church that I serve in, you know, becoming a youth pastor and then actually working with the youth in there and, and just pouring into their lives and just giving practical daily how-tos and, 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 and speak to the struggles they have. Um, you know, at, the, at our, the church I currently serve at, at All People's Church, there's an intern pastor, Moses Khan. And uh, I always say to him, I said, I knew, there was a, I knew there was greatness in you. This is a young man that, you know, comes from a Christian family, strong believers, you know, amazing family. But like most young men, most adolescent boys just wanted nothing to do with church or anything like it. So, you know, did everything in his power mm-hmm. not to be at church. And I just I just felt the Holy Spirit tugging on me about this young man. And I remember showing up at his house on a Friday afternoon. And, You're coming with me to youth. You're coming with me to youth. And wow. I'd pick him up. I'd drag him to church. I'd pray with him. I'd get him involved. And, you know, I'd text him at school. and say, like, how are you doing? And I'm just trying to work with this young man. And today... He's graduating Bible school and, wow. and is, a, is a youth, is a, an intern pastor. So, you know, I say all that to say this is, is just, you know, that one, you know, uh, for the many that have heard what I've had to share with them. And there are there are several other youth that have I know have benefited from both my wife and I opening our home, having 35 odd youth over at our house on a weekly basis, just pouring into them, you know, no condemnation, no judgment, just being real with them and showing mm-hmm. them, hey, listen, you don't have to be a freak to be a follower of Jesus. Wow. You just have to be a normal person and willing to open your arm, your heart out to what he has for you, you know, mm-hmm. and just accept that you are a creation in God's eyes mm-hmm. and just opening our house to them and letting them come in and just have fun and play and joke and laugh and movie nights. And I mean, we've had sleepovers at our house and just pouring into these young people just to give them that sense of love and purpose. And then transitioning into family ministries and, and working with couples and, and you know, and, and men's ministries and all the rest of it and that's something that I have a, a dear heart for is, is men you know and um, and that's something that God's actually dealing with in me right now is is trying to you know work with that yeah, that, that that group of people is the men because um, men I feel are becoming a little bit disenfranchised in the church today mm-hmm. and so you're really kind of bringing out that whole who is Christ in you you know mm-hmm. your leader your priesthood and all the rest of it so that's done a lot in that area you know um, and then obviously um, in the business world, you know, um, and uh, there's lots happening there too. Well, you know, I really want to talk about that as well. So I just want to sort of recap with the young people. I love what you talked about, uh, investing time and pouring in uh, your um, your energy, your time, your efforts into young people because you never know uh, what uh, they will become and how. And Moses is a great example of maybe having to drag somebody to church who now is uh, an, a pastor uh, interning at the church who pretty much runs our services or facilitates our whole service 
all our services. So mm-hmm. it's incredible to see the result. And so if there's a takeaway for people listening, uh, especially with youth ministry and working with young people, they may not look like they're responding or they're getting anything at that moment. But uh, you know, rest, uh, you can be rest assured that the seeds that are being planted that the Holy Spirit will cause to grow. Now, in I the- think sorry, Pastor Fanu, but I think too another thing that he you know brought out was really um, being able to help pull out that potential and that purpose in them and that uh, giving them a sense of identity in Christ first mm-hmm. and then helping to see that um, uh, develop in them. Well, that's well. that's powerful. Now, in the business world, uh, Sean, uh, obviously you're in corporate, Sean James Consulting, you go across Canada. Uh, you know, it's funny, every time I talk to you, I'm like, so where are you going next and where are you going to be this <laughs> week? And so, uh, you know, as we're recording this, this particular week, you said you're going to be out in, out west in Edmonton. So, that's correct. Uh, you know, you're always on the road, you're always flying and always interacting with people and I think Jesus was always in the marketplace if you think about it yes. he was more in the marketplace than he was in the synagogue yes, he was. You know, and, and when he did try to show up at the synagogue they kicked him out kicked of the synagogue yes. so he <laughs> stuck with the marketplace so I mean what is what is your experience being connecting people with God's mission for their life in the marketplace you know and that's that's a good question uh, Pastor when you, when you when you think about it uh, in my in my uh, walk with Christ is I've always need I've started to understand what what my purpose was, where, and I know I'm not a four walls minister. I truly, I truly believe that I'm a marketplace minister. And mm-hmm. a prophecy was spoken over my life so many years ago, say that you were a king in both the house and in the in the marketplace. And so I know I I, I resonate in the marketplace. First Peter three eighteen three uh, thirteen eighteen says that um, in your hearts to honor Christ, uh, the Lord is holy uh, as holy as always, being prepared to make a defense to anyone who should ask you reason for the hope that is in you, mm-hmm. and I truly believe that, you know, being prepared in season and out of season because you never know when you're on assignment. You're always on assignment, but you never yeah. know when you'll be called mm. to, to function. And I do this, you know, in, in places that I go to, you know, from, you know, from here to all the way to British Columbia. And I've had amazing encounters to, with people in, and being able to, to share the love of Christ to them. Uh, I'll real quickly, before we run out of time here, say, you know, there's a couple, I'll give you some examples. I was on a flight to uh, Vancouver. It was a late night flight, not quite the red eye, but the one before that. And um, I, I was seated uh, towards the back of the airplane at this time. And um, I had sat down. It was a two-seater. I didn't figure there was anyone going to be sitting next to me because it wasn't a full flight. But lo and behold, there's a, a, an older lady that sat down beside me. And um, that was all fine. And we just, you know, got away. And she was doing her thing. And she was, you know, she was dressed with, uh, with a blanket over and a, and a cap on her head. And anyways, we, the, the plane took off. And... We're just about to have dinner, and um, I was just had my headphones on and just relaxing, and all of a sudden God spoke to me, and you know I I don't use that term lightly because when God speaks you listen, and I knew it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me and says you need to pray for her, you need to tell her that she's my daughter and I love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like Lord, I'm on a plane here, <laughs> it's late, I want to sleep. He says, listen, uh, you don't know, but she needs to know this. And so anyways, I, I casually strike up some conversation with her. Her name is Hazel, an oriental lady. Um, and Hazel proceeded to tell me that she was flying to Vancouver because her brother is an oncologist and she was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And so I was just all of a sudden, uh, the mercy and the, and the compassion of the Holy Spirit just filled me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I got a little emotional. I said, Lord, I will obey. And I said, Hazel, you know what? I need to do something. I need to. I said, I don't know your faith. I don't know what you believe in. I don't know your structure. I said, but I believe in Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and Savior. And I believe that he wants you to know 
that you are his daughter and he loves you very much. And she, she just broke down crying and she says, you know, I'm a Buddhist. And I was wondering, I was always hoping, I wanted to know who this Jesus was. Wow. So we proceeded to play in the, yeah, we proceeded to pray in the plane. I don't know the outcome. I don't know what happened. But all I know is that God touched this lady. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. And so, you know, I I think these are experiences, um, Sean, that uh, will hopefully encourage people. And I love what you said that, you know, we're like doctors. We're always on call. If you if you want to you know and, and and we have a divine pager on us mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. God says like He spoke to you there He paged you and He said Sean I, you're, you I, know, I need to call you in because yeah. I have somebody yeah, that needs in, yeah, yeah I need somebody I have somebody that needs help you know mm-hmm. um, so that's that's incredible and give us uh, do you have any experiences within your business setting itself where oh, you've yeah. seen uh, you know if it's not direct maybe indirectly mm-hmm. that you've been able to connect with people yeah all the time um, I've had several people actually. Uh, out in the Vancouver area, um, that have asked me, he says, you know, there's a there's a piece about you, there's a there's a way mm. about you, you know, what you know, what makes you tick? And I said, do you have an open mind and an open heart and willing to receive what I am about to tell you? And wow. um, and I share Christ. I tell him why I am who I am and what I do. You know, That's and um, you know, John in Acts three six it says, uh, you know, when Peter and John were walking into the gate beautiful of the temple at, at three o'clock in the afternoon to go pray, there's a beggar who would you know, begged for arms all the time. And he asked, you know, for arms. And, you know, Peter turns to him and says, gold and silver I have none, but I'll give you what, what I, I have. have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I always say, what I have is the Holy Spirit. And for whoever's willing to listen and open their hearts, mm-hmm. I'm willing to share. And so I think we all have to be that way. You know, mm-hmm. in a world that's so mm-hmm. easy to judge, condemn, right. we need to understand that Christ walked around with no judgment, with no condemnation. The disciples did the same. And if only I could walk around and my shadow can heal mm. as Peter's shadow healed, mm. then I know that I'm fulfilling what Christ's mandate in my life is. So to all the people listening out there, get a hold of who God is. Mm-hmm. Find out what your purpose in your life and just let him shine through you. Be the lighthouse. That's yeah, incredible, that's Sean. Incredible. We just want to thank you so much. Uh, I think this has been a great journey and a great experience mm-hmm. just listening to your story and um, you know the, the way in which God uh, pursued after you and to see the impact that you have been able to make, yeah. you know, uh, after that encounter that you've had with the Lord. So uh, we're just so blessed and we're just uh, rooting for you. We're excited for you. Everything God has in store for you, for Sean James Consulting and your career in business, the marketplace. And and also, thank you for being a part of Passion Reach Ministries. And it's a pleasure. Yeah. Being a director, being a supporter. Uh, you're you're a great uh, supporter of the ministry and we couldn't do what we do uh, without, um, without your support. So we thank you for that as well. It's a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Thank and, you. You know, I just want to encourage our listeners that have been listening to this is is to you know if there's people in your life that you want to see come to the lord you want to see you know have an encounter like sean did with the lord and stuff don't don't give up you know and as sean said just continue to be the light to them it doesn't always mean that we're preaching or, or but you know that we are living out daily uh Christ and who he is to them and loving on them. And so that's just an encouragement to our listeners. And, and you know, we have so many guests that have been a part of this Mission Connect podcast. We've done some uh, st- topic studies um, on these podcasts. So, Pastor Fanu, if people are just joining in or, or they haven't heard all the podcasts, why don't you tell them how they have access to um, so much more so many other podcasts that we've put out there. Well, listen, I mean, you can get all of our episodes uh, firstly on our website. Uh, it's www.passiontreach.com. Uh, you can also fun- find the Mission Connect podcast on iTunes uh, and you can subscribe on there. In fact, if you listen to this podcast, if you're listening, 
please subscribe. That way you'll get, uh, as soon as we uh, upload new podcasts, you'll get an email and you'll be notified uh, that there's something new uh, that's uh, that we've put out there. So uh, also you can email us at info at passiontoreach.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, please connect with us. By the way, listen, we love getting questions from our, uh, from our listeners and uh, you know every other podcast, we try to answer some of your questions as well. So please keep those questions coming and uh, we love hearing uh, from you. So thank you again for tuning in and uh, we're just excited for how God is going to use this content to bless your life and to use you to connect with God's mission for your life. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mission Connect. Join us next week. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.